0: But Part of the world
1: has now forgiven South Africa for introducing the noise from Vuvuzela from the 2010
0: well, they've, oh, they've, they've anyway banned it at all the stadiums, so they can pretend like they've forgiven us, but they've no, no, just but eradicated I, I'm, I'm
1: sure that will enter into the world lexicon in 2010. And people are like, where the f is this low register noise about? <laughs> Welcome to Comedy with an Accent podcast. I'm your Taiwanese comedian, Quan Wen. I interview comedians who perform English standard comedy but who are not native English speakers or they can have very distinct British regional accent. This podcast is all about comedy, about accent, about languages and about the comedy technique. So stay tuned if you're interested. Could you signal a clap or something? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, welcome back to (laughs) another... (laughs) Well <laughs> i such artificial clap <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Comedy with an Accent Podcast I have such a special guest today Because of that, once again, I've decan from Deptford Moving to Central London, 21 Soho The guest I have today is a star in his Ooh. native South Africa He also was twice the South African Comics Choice
0: Award winner Is that right? Yes, but not the... This year I was nominated for Comic of the Year Which Comic- didn't I didn't win But I uh, once won Newcomer and the other one was Breakthrough Act of the Earth. You see, year. and he also opened for Trevor Noah. Yeah. Let's
1: welcome our guest today. Let's, wait a second. I need to breathe before I pronounce your name. I practiced this a dozen <laughs> times. Uh, let's welcome Skok, but tight knot. Is that, is that
0: acceptable? <laughs> no, <laughs> <think> that's a... <laughs> That's good. Most people just get halfway through my surname and then just throw up. But tight knot. Note. People sometimes say Bezwedenut or Bezwedenhout. But I think they're just trying to make it more European than it actually is. It's just bizarre. If
1: you're wondering, don't try to spell it because my accent only make it more difficult. You need to look it up to understand. "Ah," It's spelled like that. (laughs) When I first saw your name, I thought you would be Schalke, uh, which obviously isn't. That's also
0: German. (laughs) I don't know. The Afrikaans. We've invented a few nice snacks. But most of our names. Is from your Germany name and a Dutch. popular name for Afrikan speakers? Yes. Okay. There's a famous rugby player also called Skull. We like to
1: assume people know what Afrikan is as a language, but we are in the era of TikTok, so chances are they don't. So in case <laughs> you don't know, Afrikaans is one of the major languages spoken in South Africa, which yes. has so many official languages. And actually there are more African speakers, the first language than English speakers. In South Africa, yes. Yeah, in South yes. Africa. Afrikaans, how to say that, developed from the colonial Dutch in the 18th century or something. I don't know the details.
0: Unofficially before that, it's Afrikaans started as like they used to call it Kitchen Dutch. because it Kitchen was, Dutch? Yeah, because it was like the sort of... Workers who worked for the Dutch started speaking their own version of Dutch, like the people who worked in the kitchen. Oh. I don't think exactly slaves, but I mean, they were more low income sort of manual. So, what would
1: expect, for example, like Cockney London people who work around the dock and that would yeah, be considered
0: working class? Yes, so like the people who worked in the kitchen, they could speak Dutch, but they started playing around with it a lot more and over the years started making their own version of Dutch. And then I think that is sort of how Afrikaans... And we can say in the 21st century is a distant
1: cousin of the modern Dutch language.
0: Definitely, definitely. And a
1: certain level of mutual
0: understanding... Even if you don't learn the other one. Yeah, like I would say most Afrikaans people can definitely understand Dutch mostly, German not so much. Yeah, I don't think the Dutch like to be referred to as cousins of Afrikaans. <laughs> Well, they, they, for historical
1: reasons, they call, they call. <laughs> they are uh, not saints. And I mean, they've been <laughs> over the plate doing a horrible thing. They try to rebrand themselves, but nah, not
0: that innocent, but understandably. When I was in Amsterdam, <laughs> they call Afrikaans baby Dutch. I heard that because they don't think Afrikaans is as developed of a language or yeah they, they, you they see it as like a, like a much as a much simpler some Dutch. grammar has
1: been simplified like compared to Dutch I or... guess
0: so but afrikaans once you go into poetry books and stuff like that then it becomes a very beautiful this complicated language this is always language. my favorite
1: bit to talk about the origin the background of a language but in the actual podcast episode you probably edit down to 20 seconds because there's only so much yeah <laughs> They <laughs> will bear the linguistic element of it So Scott is from South Africa Which is known as one of the major English-speaking countries in the world However, South African, whose first language is English Is as little as 8% yeah. And the largest language group is actually Zulu At the yes. about 24% And there are more African speakers than English speakers in South Africa yeah. Although, you can say the lingua franca The major language used in media and in government building is English
0: yeah, I would say English extent. is the common denominator. In he looks frustrated. He in... doesn't like it, but he just have to. Look no, I have it. to. I have to think. <laughs> I have to really think. No, I guess you would just say English You're like, is. This the... is a compromise. I get. I much <laughs> like to
1: perform in my mother tongue, but to reach international market, <laughs> I yeah. will do English comedy. <laughs> right. So that's the thing I smell from him: <laughs> the frustration of an artist.
0: No, I actually prefer. These days, performing in English, not prefer. Oh my word, I'm gonna get like so much shit from Africa. It's okay because you have the two episodes on your podcast, the drunk ones. So yes, you say, yes.
1: You've said worse thing than prefer, yeah. so you could. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I like performing in English because I don't know. I guess all second language speaking comedians can have that, not necessarily as a crutch, but like you can perform quite freely because if you make a mistake in English, it's funny then. And we get away with it. It's funny and you get away with it and it can like add to the character and also... You can, almost in any place where you are, be an outsider looking in. Whereas like if you're an English first language speaker in South Africa, if you come to England, you're not that much of a fish out of water than someone who's speaking a completely different language. You know, so you can always sort of criticize a little bit whatever country you go to from like a place of, oh, well, we don't do it like this. And it's interesting that you guys do it like this. And I feel like if you're another language, you have a bit more license to do that.
1: I have three points to add in response to that. Yeah. First, this is exactly what I do this podcast about so I'm so grateful you do it and actually before I look you up I wasn't sure whether you are an English South African speaker or a Afrikan so mm-hmm. when I realised that your mother tongue is African I was like yes! Hit the <laughs> jackpot That's just I want people who speak English a second language Yes. secondly English speaking South Africans in the eyes of British people are just as eccentric as ET even though their first language yeah. is English yeah, I mean, not, I'm no, sorry no, they true. are not in the same category as Canadian, Australia, I'm sorry to break it out mm. to them. So those English-speaking South African thinking coming to Britain, they'll be like meeting close cousin coming home. <laughs> no, they are pretty much treated as really exotic African safari kind of plants. I don't it know is. how to describe it. it is. The very last point, you keep addressing people as Minta in your clips. Yeah. What is that term? People. People. Yeah. Is it like mensch in German or? I don't know what mensch means. Is that people? Mensch means human, people. Yeah. Yeah. Minter.
0: So it's just it's like a way of going, hey, people, it's I thought, me again.
1: Because I look at that, I thought it's like mince me, mincer. And then look no, at that. That's no. the old-fashioned derogatory return for British English for gay homosexual men.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> I have to verify Good thing this. I didn't say it yet last <laughs> night. mean no. mincer. No. How do you spell that? M E N. S E means, sir. Means people. And that is the very nice thing about South Africa. Even though English is the common denominator, all 11 official languages can understand English. There are certain words from different languages that sort of everyone knows. Interwoven into. Interwoven. So we have like a very cool. Like, because even if you speak English, you'll throw in a lot of Afrikaans words. And like, even also people will use some Afrikaans words because it's, exactly. it's it actually then eventually transcends the language it doesn't become an so, so some words in South Africa have transcended the language it's then just becomes a South African word as opposed to an Afrikaans word or Tosa word or Zulu word. Here part of the world
1: has now forgiven South Africa for introducing the noise from Vuvuzela from the 2010.
0: Well, they've, the they've, they've, <laughs> they've anyway banned it at all the stadiums so they can pretend like they've forgiven us but they've no, no, just but I, eradicated it. I'm, I'm
1: sure it. that will enter into the World Lasticon in 2010 and people are like, where the f- Okay this low register noise about
0: <laughs> I love it I, uh, But I get it uh, Yeah I guess it would be irritating For other people We apologize for that But you know Don't be You have Sorry other... for having fun guys no, Sorry for having fun No You
1: guys need to have fun <laughs> Especially you guys Oh I remember The last thing I tried to say So Long time ago um, I'm a dual citizenship I'm legally British But I always call myself Taiwanese And years ago Before I naturalized British I had to travel With my Taiwanese passport mm-hmm. At that time It wasn't a good passport Meaning When I go from UK to Schengen countries I had to apply for a visa And I always feel like I'm in a third world refugee camp However... Yeah, to my delight, you will see some white people. There yeah. will be some white people. Where they are either Russians or South Africans, because even though they are white, their passport is just a shit as a third world language. I was just gonna so say, that's like, the only way
0: I want to add. To, I'm such a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think the only countries that we can go to, I'm talking internationally, visa free, so, so, visa free. So obviously, like our neighboring countries, Zimbabwe, Mozambique, Botswana, Namibia don't need a visa. But like. Far Overseas, I think Israel. Oh. Interesting enough. I don't know why. I think it's because during World War II, South Africa did welcome Jewish people in. I think a lot of Jewish people escaped South Africa. Um, I speak under correction. But then Philippines, weirdly enough, I don't know why. Mexico. Oh. And I think that... That is a really weird, sporadic Yeah, that's, that's like a few that I know you can go without visas. But otherwise, pretty much everywhere I go to perform, I need a visa. And it's really irritating because like the whole trip was Australia, UK, Amsterdam. So I had to get an Australian so- visa, then a UK visa, <laughs> And a Schengen visa okay. before I even get I'm on gonna the plane I'm you a very visas. industry insider So I'm
1: probably a bit too in-joke But it's relevant Have you worked with production companies? They are so used to working only with first world comedians That they do not
0: know they need to factor in all the visa application Until it might be way too late <laughs> Don't worry, I remind them I start going from three months before. Hey, guys, remember I need a but visa. But
1: some, some of them actually not aware of the gravity of the situation. They thought, what's the problem? Yeah, we're going to book your flights Say, no, I need that piece of paper. No, guys, you paper. need
0: to apply for this shit because I also, like in Australia, it was all online and I got my visa just on email. But I still have to go into the visa application center for my biometric. I need to go for my fingerprints and that stuff. I still need to physically go in for that. You yeah.
1: know? I can't like be doing that. The day before, that was my Taiwanese passport pre two thousand eight or ten, mm-hmm. and somehow we get upgraded. So you don't need a visa anymore. Most major countries, we don't, and that's Brilliant. one reason I'm against takeover by China. Because if my Taiwanese passport is gone, I have the Chinese passport. I'm downgraded once again.
0: Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> it's getting a bit political? Okay, let's get back to the language. I have no opinions Scott. about China. <laughs> Absolutely none. You should <laughs> <laughs> That's a political statement in itself no, no.
1: I, I hate it Why don't you want to
0: take a stand?
1: I hope this doesn't offend you But no. Scott, do you think when you speak English you have an accent?
0: Yes Yes I, I can
1: hear it as well You can hear it as well <laughs> I listen back to my voice notes on WhatsApp Because I wonder, in South Africa... How different is the accent between English-speaking South African and Afrikaans? You can definitely hear it. Actually I was a bit it was unnecessary the question I had because one of the virtual clip you did for Comedy Central. Yeah. You talk specific about how other South African mock Afrikaans speakers accent yes. and yes. they would not have the political correctness. Just do it, do it, <laughs> I want to hear that. Do they actually do that in this day and age? Do people do that? Yeah, I mean I think
0: <laughs> Afrikaans people they're sort of like a they Afrikaans the people the joke? they're sort of like a free for all. Can I make any jokes about Afrikaans? people and we just like, okay, we just take it. That is what I love about South Africans is that we really can laugh at each other. At comedy gigs, you know, there's mostly Afrikaans people. Of course, a comedian will come on stage be like, yeah, you Afrikaans people are like this and you like that. And mm-hmm. they laugh. We really can laugh at ourselves. I mean, Trevor Noah is a master. For example, he had this joke, the national anthem. Indian people do this during the national anthem. Afrikaans people do this and then black people do this. English South Africans do this. Each person is like poking fun at them. And Almost every group is waiting there like, when is it out turn? When is it out turn? So you is know? there
1: not one ethnic group that get offended more easily? Everybody is pretty much happy to take yes, the piss out of yes. them. Look, so let's say the virtue signaling people saying that you are African, how dare you mock the black South Africans? You have no moral ground to do that because that kind of thing may happen in the UK. Especially yes. in big cities.
0: Look, I think when it comes to different races, there's definitely it gets more tricky and it needs to be navigated better. But I think if you're a white South African and you, for example, write a joke about Indian people in South Africa or black people, and you do it in a clever way and it's not malicious and it's not offensive, mm-hmm. I think it will be received well.
1: And I think in a way, in a multi-ethnicity society, comedy become one of the best vehicle to
0: make people chill out. And also, yeah, and normal. Com- comedy was one of the biggest healing methods after apartheid. So much tension after apartheid. And there's, there's still, in South Africa, a lot of racial tension going around. And then, like, in comedy clubs and comedy shows, all that just gets broken down because we're all laughing at the same thing. And I think also for the audience, that's a powerful thing. If you like, a conservative Afrikaans person, you don't really mix with people outside of your race. You're all watching the same comedian. You're all hearing the same joke. Now there's a joke about taxis. I'm laughing at it as a white South African The black guy next to me is laughing at it The Indian woman next to me is laughing at it Suddenly there's this thing of like Hey, we we all the same We all find the same things funny And I think the place I saw that the most Was when I was opening for Trevor Noah Because his shows was very diverse When I walked on stage I couldn't see more of one group than another yes. There wasn't more white people than black Or more black than It was all mixed Completely, completely mixed <laughs> Always felt that if you had to like do a census It would be literally equal amounts It's like someone worked it out mathematically and put that group together. It was really like the rainbow South African nation. I mean, like when people walked out of the show, it was almost like that's the South Africa that we want. It just felt so... Comedy like, created a shared experience Yeah, for just everyone. a shared experience and it just felt like, geez, everyone just loves each other yeah, and gets along. Then obviously the next day it's back to normal. <laughs>
1: no, but we're not going to be so naive
0: to think one comedy is going to be changing everything. It's yeah. like only in a
1: Hollywood movie. Yeah. Have you ever faced a crowd initially less white South African and you face a little bit of hostility or reservation from different ethnic groups of South African but eventually you won an over has that happened before?
0: Um, or
1: the initial reservation is not even a thing am I overthinking?
0: No, no, no that has definitely happened but I wouldn't say it was hostility it was more okay he's disguised What do you have to say about us? What do you know about us? Yes, yes that kind of we really hope this guy's funny and he's going to make us laugh otherwise it's going to get really awkward in here you know there's a show in South Africa called Blacks Only, which is a play on during apartheid benches and things and bathrooms saying whites only. So, this comedian David Cow, absolute legend in South African comedy, one of the first black South African comedians in democratic South Africa, started the show Blacks Only. The lineup is also majority black comedians, and then there's always one token white guy, which is sort of done also as a joke. And David, who's the host of the show, always makes a big thing out of like, okay, hey guys, we got one white guy. <laughs> <laughs> just to keep everyone happy And often I was the one Token white guy At Blacks Only It's a majority Black crowd There's always like One of my most Fun shows to do Because you walk out And it's okay This is out of my comfort zone But I've always just Had the best time Doing those That's shows amazing yeah. Do you
1: speak a bit Zulu or Kosa?
0: No or I Some, also, some I tonal also... phrases you like maybe one or two i feel if you're just gonna learn how to say hi how are you in a language you might as well <laughs> leave it because i mean like how far can you go in a conversation <laughs> and like for me i find it irritating when someone can only say hello khanet hi how are you mm. in afrikaans because then i'm like oh okay cool we're speaking afrikaans and then you know you want to continue and then now you like, got me started let's do a whole conversation like, no 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 that's all i have then i'm like okay well, well what was the point of that <laughs>
1: your second language? Yes. Uh, very when much did you so.
0: start learning it? At school or with friends or I think I was quite lucky when I was young because my neighbors on either side of us were English. And they had also young kids. And I wanted to play with them because I'm an only child. I mean, English kids are just like, well, we're not going to learn Afrikaans. You know? So it's either, <laughs> it's either you learn English or you don't play with us. Also, TV was English. So yeah. it was easier for me to learn English. And they were talking English all the time. So I guess I picked it up very quickly. And also, your brain is more like a sponge when you're that age. By the time i went to school my english was a bit more advanced than most of the other kids because in my social life you had at home i it. was speaking a lot of english well because i didn't have a choice what is it with the fate of
1: any language relating to dutch you know that's exactly the same thing in belgium yeah the french speakers wouldn't bother learning flemish yeah i would just expect those flemish speaking people to learn
0: their grand french language
1: yes why is it i don't know
0: I mean, they're not not completely wrong. English is the world language. I mean, there's just not that much use for them to learn. Do you feel a little bit of
1: schadenfreude when those cocky English-speaking South African thinking they have the right accent and suddenly they leave South Africa and everyone see them as freaks? (laughs) Is there a little bit of joy in your heart? They finally get a taste of it.
0: No, I've always, in my comedy, picked on English people. And I think I've always been able to do it in a way where... By um, English people, you mean English South African? English South African. Yeah Yeah. I've never had any issues with it I've never had English people Like properly Complain Upset going like, There's no what? Karen coming to you after y- your show No, 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 no But I guess it also comes away as like a sort of tongue-in-cheek Like we are always the butt of the joke So this is kind of payback, I guess But it wasn't like that It was just more so I guess that's, that's, that's where I get my, <laughs> my kicks Your <laughs> English is
1: fluent But in one of the clips It was a really funny joke You guys should check it on YouTube You were talking about I'm sorry, it is end of the day I just can't do any English Or just <laughs> yeah. say, it's only Monday, chill out, dude I need to warm up, right? Yeah do you make those mistakes often? I think you had the example of a preposition that's gone wrong. Yeah. Does yeah. that happen often to you, or are you exaggerate it for the sake of
0: that joke? No, it, it does. I mean, uh, like with English, you have good days and you have bad days. Um, <laughs> you make it sound like my angry. No, I, I swear. Like, there's days where i just like, oof, my English is. F- I'm and, just noting our Santa is, is
1: nodding because she's Swedish. She's like, yeah, I totally get it.
0: I yeah, you, totally get it, get it, it. you get it, eh? You get it. English is like, I don't know, it comes and goes. There's days where you just... Like, I'm a runner as well like, I like jogging And there's some days Where you're just like Oof, you know, like, I don't know what's going on today But like, I'm just really Woo, I'm fast today like, Man. Oh, my joints feel good <laughs> Days where you're just running Like a fantastic time Because you're just feeling good that day And there's days where you like Can't explain it But everything's sore And you just feel slow and sluggish The same with my English There's days where I'm just like ooh, I don't know what's happening today With my English feeling amazing And then there's other days Where I'm just like I can't Like, my brain is just Okay, so say you're in that today. state
1: But that night You're going to do a show. In- English, so what sort of warm-up do you do to quell the demons and...
0: No, well, luckily... I've done the material enough that it kind of flows. I'm not trying to think of what is the next word because I'm telling a story yeah. which I've told a bunch of times uh, before. So,
1: what well enough for performing, but just to engage in an actual conversation?
0: Yeah, and some but, days it but, just but then be also tougher. sometimes, like last night, you saw me improvising with that kid that was up there, like <laughs> and asking Kian, him, yes. yeah with Kian, <laughs> asking him questions. When I'm like riffing, then I'm like, okay, now I really have to concentrate and think. Um, oh, interesting, but. Like I said, it's also kind of risk-free because if you make a mistake, you just go like, what's the English word? And then people will shout it out from the audience and you're like, okay, don't be cocky. You can always turn it into a joke. Yeah, we have that get our
1: jail card. So... When this uh, podcast is out You will have finished Your UK tour I went to see Skog Theatre Last night It was really really fun But I have this It feels like I gate crashed A South African party But It will feel like that Joe. Yeah But the it party will. was so fun I enjoyed a lot But I can tell I didn't enjoy Just by a little bit Not as much As the other South African guests Because they could Understand some of Your references quicker But for me It was such an enjoyable event And I was really I went for two reasons First, I think Skulk has a loyal following Of South African expats here I don't know if I should call them immigrant expats Let's settle the question another day The South African will come and watch you You're aware of that You also know that you start to attract more International and local audience So you try to cater to both groups In a way I could see Because I was reading The review of the same show In Edinburgh I think you've switched some bits You've added some Local observation How Mm, British people mm. react How the British royal families Are etc One fun thing I noticed Is you were describing An experience I never had For example Going on a safari Yes Yet Because of your acting out Because the way You make it it's so relatable It's down to the very Human nature of emotion I can yes. totally relate So I managed to enjoy comedy By broadening my horizon Even I'm talking about Like yeah. I can go to Tons of great comedians But very few of them Probably gonna cover The topics you cover Because they don't Come from South Africa They don't yes. have Your life's experience So I feel I didn't just go To a comedy show It was different life experience I never had And that was really enjoyable There was the The original The novelties But yes. if you didn't Cover them well enough I would just closed up and feel like, what are you talking about?
0: I always want everyone to, at the base level, get the joke. So that's also why I won't use biggest English word I'm gonna use today, colloquial (laughs) Afrikaans. Like I'm not gonna use South African slang or Afrikaans words in my set because that immediately alienates someone who's not from South Africa. So you're saying that at a gig in South Africa and in London, you would moderate your language a little bit? So like for example, one of those words that I said is a South African word instead of Afrikaans word, even though technically it's an Afrikaans word, is the word kak, which means shit. Oh, So in South Africa, there's no reason for me to say the word shit Because I would just say kak Because it's Afrikaans, it's more natural for me to use the word kak. In South Africa, every single person in the room will know the word kak.
1: I don't, I, I don't remember, maybe I actually understood it as cock as in the penis
0: No, 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 it's spelled K-A-K Okay. Kak. And the word lacquer, Dutch also has that word Is lacquer. that tasty? It can mean tasty, but it can also just be like, yo, what a lacquer day out Oh, it was, okay It was super lacquer today I use the word lacquer a lot in my comedy, but I would completely take it out in any overseas gig, even though if 90% of the audience will get it, but like you were there last night, the person I want to look after is you. Because the South Africans are going to laugh whether I say lacquer or not lacquer. They're going to laugh whether I say shit or cock. But I want you who is not south african to enjoy it just as much but at the same time you don't want to neutralize yourself so much yeah you're so bland there's no yes, any south african flair but like here. of course even if you get the joke about the game drive right the safari but of course it's gonna hit harder for i need a, to ask you a that- south african who has been on a game drive just because you're turning to the person next to you and go like it is like that it is like oh my word the game ranger they do do that
1: So on this point, I have two questions deriving from that. First is that where you're facing international crowd, do you make slightly more detailed preparation to set up the background, the context so they can understand a joke? Or you just slow down? Or, for example, do you describe the safari experience differently between a gig in South Africa and in London like last night?
0: Not describe it differently, but there's certain things that I would set up. Like, for example, the joke where I talk about the difference between Afrikaans goals and English goals in terms of South African English goals. In South Africa, I would just do the joke. I would just say, playing this game, this drinking game with Afrikaans goals like this, playing it with English goals is like this. But last night, I would have to explain to people first that English South African girls are more like big city girls, whereas Afrikaans girls are more like small town girls. I have to set up that dynamic of, you know, obviously that's generalizing, but I have to set up the dynamic between like English people being a little bit more open-minded, a little bit more worldly, Afrikaans people being a little bit more conservative. I have to set up that dynamic first and explain that. That's Um, what I
1: want the audience to know, that this is something the performer always thinking just how much contact do I need to but do they have enough clues the social assumptions or stereotype for me to just say it or do I have to build it up yeah. from a certain and
0: point? of course some jokes that I just wouldn't even attempt to do yeah not because it's not politically correct or whatever but it just it would take so much explaining to try and set it up that yeah, by it, the time you hit the punchline, is no longer by from. the time that you hit the like for example I've got you know like kids will go looking like a snack Nah, And then I go, like, yeah, I'm too old to get that reference. Like, we'd we'd never said looking like a snack. And then I say, the kids today have better snacks, though. Like, the snacks that they have in the fridge is, like, really nice snacks. We wouldn't ever have said that because when I was growing up, your snack was a Vienna. Now, Vienna is like a a Russian sort of sausage. Oh. Back home. Vienna. Yeah, okay. you know what that is. It's like a sort of long sausage, almost like the Americans like would call it a hot dog. Okay. Like a long sort of jiggly sausage. But then I would ask people, yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, we kind of know a long sausage. But now, by the time I've explained a Vienna is a long sausage back home and also... For our snacks, your mom would warm up a Vienna for you in the microwave and mm-hmm. she would bring the Vienna on like a plate, which is like a really sad snack because she wouldn't always warm it up in the microwave sometimes it was just cold. Just by this point, I feel it's not worth it. Exactly. Much exactly. So to like by the time that I've explained everything, it's just like... We don't have a Brits here to
1: verify. I think in English language, they know wiener. That's a reference to a sausage. Yes. But Vienna, I don't think it is anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. And also then I spoke to some British people here yeah, and they're like, oh... Eventually, they're like, yeah, we know what you mean, but we also, like, that wasn't really our snacks. Yeah. We didn't really have that as snacks.
1: To say up. that, I, I'm going to ask a point. Because you're a South African English speaker, there were points when I would hesitate, I get your reference, but it's a glitch. I need to adjust it. One was when you said a public school. Yes. And it took me a second to realize, oh, you're talking about a state school. But before I came to the UK, yeah. I would have called it a public school. But they call it a private school, a public school here. So I was confused yes. for one split second.
0: I did actually make that adjustment in Edinburgh. Then I would say government school. Yeah. A government school and a private school. But I just came from Australia and there they... <laughs> They do the same as in South Africa. Public school is your, Actually, I think the UK schooling. should make it
1: illegal to
0: call a private school a public school because it is
1: not for public. It's, it's not so for the expensive. public. <laughs> it is a little mind trick, but my mind glitched a bit. And then run a contest and manage to walk it back. Oh, he's talking about he went to a normal state school. The other example is when you say a home phone. And I understood exactly what you said, but my mind glitched a bit because I'm more used to hearing landline. Landline. And I glitched for a half second. I managed to catch up. I understood every single step, but that was just like... Why would he say that? But I think that's the flair of you being an exotic comedian in a way. At opening of your show, you mentioned that people would always ask you, "Where's the accent from?"
0: Yeah, like I would say, like Americans or British. Often they go, "Is it Australian or New Zealand?" Yeah, mostly overseas people would ask, "Where's your accent from?" But you see, when people hear an accent.
1: I do think people make the judgment, is it worth asking or probably I could work it out? People it's, love guessing. That's also like... It's interesting enough for them to say, I just couldn't resist anymore. They, I got to ask you, tell me where your accent no, is from. Mostly people would guess, they love it when they write. I would guess kiwi. It sounds very close yeah. to kiwi to me because of the vowel. But after three sentences, they like, nah, not exactly. But I'm not sure. I don't know where it is
0: from. Yeah. People love when they guess and they correct because it makes them feel like, ooh, I'm worldly. So thing. people always go... <laughs> I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. q news the South African. South African.
1: Okay, cool. But in the UK, they also have this pop quiz culture. And I think it has to do with that. Yeah. They like yeah. to get the trivial <laughs> question correct. Does it bother you, people, when they ask you this question?
0: No, not at all.
1: Your accent is different from an English speaking South African, right? Yeah, Afrikaans I was listening would be to your yeah. episode interviewing the musician Jules.
0: Her English yes. is
1: very different from yours, for example.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's quite obvious the Afrikaans English in South Africa, South African accents, yeah. Okay, so... My but co- even within English, I guess the same with like Cockney British and Royal British are both very British.
1: Yes, although certain international people, they wouldn't recognize the Cockney type of English. Mm. They probably only recognize the RP, the sort of Downton Abbey or the Queen's yes. English. Yes,
0: but like in South Africa, even within the group of English South Africans, you would have your more posh English South Africans and you would have like what we call your Butts which are like your more jockey guys. Oh. Be like, hey, my boo, my boo. The cheeky rac- lads here in yeah, Yes, you're like, almost like your, okay. your proper lads. So even within South African English, you do have little different pockets. Subcategory. <laughs> Subcategories. And then even Afrikaans people, I would say a proper Afrikaans farmer who lives in the middle of nowhere on a farm. Yeah. Would probably have a much thicker Afrikaans accent. So,
1: are the African population more often in a rural area? Is that the reason why they are of the joke? I don't know, is it as severe as what Americans see the Pennsylvanian Dutch or not quite as secluded?
0: I wouldn't say majority of them are on farms or whatever. It's just, I guess, this stereotype of Afrikaans people, especially during apartheid, was like the big farmer with the big beard who's riding around on his tractor. That just became the stereotype. Okay. Okay.
1: Irony is most British people are not aware. You mentioned it briefly last night, the concentration camps when mm. British were fighting the Anglo-Boer War. Mm. I was aware of this war, but I was not aware of the concentration camps. And um, I bet the British people, when they hear your joke, they probably didn't recognize what's that. But they just think, oh, it's not relevant to the joke. They just didn't really think about it.
0: I guess also because those concentration camps wouldn't have been... As long in time mm. as during Nazi Germany, so I think kind of fades a bit more into history, yeah, but my point is the
1: hypocrisy of they're not aware and they're not obliged to learn about
0: their well, history. yeah, I used to have material about. Obviously, Afrikaans people were more the enforcers of apartheid. What do you mean by enforcer? So was it not equally enforced
1: by English and Afrikaans, South it, African?
0: It, it was, but Afrikaans was more the dominant language during apartheid. So I guess it felt more like Afrikaans people doing it, even though it was the white people of South Africa doing mm-hmm. it. But anyway, it would have been easier years ago for like British people to just put you in a box if they hear that you're Afrikaans. is like a racist. Yeah. You know, and when I actually started doing club gigs in London, interesting enough, it's just the jokes weren't landing and I couldn't understand why, because I wasn't doing political jokes. Like my one joke was about like being on the toilet and in a public bathroom and then someone knocks on the door and then how awkward you are. Back home, it was just absolutely killing. And I'm like, this is a universal subject matter. Like, why is it not working? And then a friend of mine who's a comedian in South Africa, who's British, when I told him this, he said, dude, you need to remember when you walk on stage as an Afrikaans, South Africa now it's changed a bit over the years but people assume this dude's a racist and they're just nervous because they're expecting any moment you to make a racist joke So you need to start your set by putting everyone's mind at ease. Don't worry, I'm a liberal person. I'm not going to say anything racist. And the next time I came back to London, my opening gag was basically the short version. It's just like, don't worry, I'm not racist. I did so much better. Just saying that at the beginning, like, hey, guys, I'm Afrikaans. I'm from South Africa. Don't worry, I'm not racist. It just made everyone like, oh, okay, cool. We can enjoy the set. And then they watching you without going like, oh, my word. When when is it going to happen? But anyway, so I used to have material about just like it was always easy to just make Afrikaans people equal oppressor. But like there was a time a few decades before that where Afrikaans people were severely oppressed. And then we went and did the same thing, which is bad. But it was an interesting dynamic back home to talk about that and play around with that dynamic because you, you're turning something on its head. You're turning the oppressor into the oppressed. A lot of people forgot about the Anglo-Boer War, you know, so reminding them about it, it's like, oh, f- yeah that happened shit kind of forgot about that cuz apart I'd completely Obviously mm. overshadowed all of that, but it's mind blowing. As a
1: fellow foreign comedian, we have to address our foreignness, but that label, that sort of image, is almost engraved into the African thing. That you not only have to address your foreign, you have to clarify that I'm not racist, because that is such a big image attached to your identity. Yeah.
0: I must say, not anymore. I mm. think I don't know what has changed. Even five years ago, it was a lot different. Maybe Trevor Noah just really opened the eyes of. I think he provided a lot of new nuanced view into this of subject Africa. matter people
1: have a very Cause mm, people just seem, binary view of. Because yeah.
0: people just seem to know now, when I say from South Africa, people just seem to know more about our country. People also seem to know more South Africans now, where I guess like five years ago, people had a very one-dimensional view of South Africa. You'd have to do a lot more explaining. Now I feel like most people just kind of, oh yeah, I know South Africa, I know what goes How on there. How can then. you
1: indirectly answer what was intended as my last question? In South Africa, in the home market, you obviously have to certain explain you're Afrikaan, but where you perform outside South Africa, are you just a South African or do you typically specify you're also Afrikaan, South African?
0: Um, I just feel Afrikaans is such a big part of my identity and that's why this sounds like weird now, but the other dynamic now is that some Afrikaans people, like for example in Australia, now I'm doing the show in English, but they are homesick. They want to hear Afrikaans. So then I get Afrikaans people afterwards saying to me, why didn't you speak more Afrikaans in the show? I wanted to hear my language tonight. That's why I came to the show. And then I'd say to them, the show was in Afrikaans, even though it was in English. Because Afrikaans is my, like I am Afrikaans. I can't separate, even now, sitting here speaking to you in English, I'm Afrikaans. I can't change that. And my accent and everything is Afrikaans I like saying I'm Afrikaans Because it's such a big part of my identity I don't feel it's an accurate enough Description of me to say I'm South African Mm. I guess the same as like how I think an Asian American Wouldn't just say I'm American I think they would say I'm Asian American That it's part of their identity Or like a First Nation Aboriginal Australian Wouldn't go to another country And just say I'm Australian I think they would say I'm Australian Aboriginal Just because it's such a big proud part of their identity
1: yeah i think that analogy absolutely nailed that Mm. i completely understand right now and also that's what i feel when i describe going to your show when i say that i gate crash a south african party i wasn't unwelcome yeah but i could feel how much a group therapy for those south african residents in the uk are you provide a bit of home to them and some of your joes are so on the nose that it really yeah I don't know whether for them Is that a hit home Is too close to home For them When you describe The crime situation In South, yeah. South Africa People were laughing Almost with tears Because it was so accurate And
0: And I think in the UK Like once again I just have to say Like I'm generalising Like everything on the podcast Because everything you say Obviously there's always An exception to the rule But I think South Africans in the UK Maybe be even like That little bit more homesick Than South Africans in Australia Because Australia is At least not cold <laughs> Yeah exactly Australia <laughs> <laughs> the, the climate is way more like South Africa. Australians are also more similar to South Africans, yeah. just the, the type of people. The recklessness, of brazen attitude. With, yeah. yeah, even the landscape. Like if you in the cities and stuff, it doesn't feel that removed from South Africa. Whereas I think the UK is also is very, the very south, different.
1: Southern hemisphere. Yes. In one of exactly. your joke, you say that say to someone, "You on? Put a shirt on. It's July." It's, yeah. it's not that hot. Yes, am like, yes. How? Because July is supposed to be hot. Yeah, July is. And it, in and South it took America. me a minute to walk. Oh, but then
0: South Africa is in South, South Hemisphere for its reverse. Border. Yes. Um, so I think that it's a way easier. And the South Africans in Australia also said that they said it's a way easier
1: transition.
0: Yeah, adjustment to make to climatize to Australia than it is. Yeah, I mean it's just yeah, way more cloudy. It's dark. Also, the city London doesn't look like. Any place in South Africa, there's no place like it. I think it's a way of a harder of a transition to make. Yeah, not like um, Namibia, eh? Not like <laughs> Namibia, no. <laughs> Namibia that we call Because we've got nine provinces in South Africa They call Namibia the 10th province
1: Oh, oh um, alright, okay, okay I, because, I don't think I have any um, listener from Namibia But I may
0: keep a sentence in No, I mean, it's not offensive I mean, <laughs> they know Because it's so accessible to us You just drive over the border and you. and So you're, you're not there. interested
1: in taking Lesotho But Namibia is a better
0: choice Yeah <laughs> I haven't called. been to Lesotho I would move to Namibia There's only 3 million people Okay, I I have to say For the last hour You were
1: very How to say that Sentimental And serious It was unlike you I saw on stage You were vivid You were so expressive Yeah You are like When a cartoon Is for the first time Made into a live version Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah Like a Scooby-Doo movie When you have real actors To act out With a cartoon character You look like a human actor To act a cartoon character Yeah That's how expressive You are as a comedian and all your acting out, your facial expression, all the noise you make yeah. was an absolute entertaining show. If people have a chance, definitely catch a Skulk. But you reveal your very soft side today. I didn't intend to. I was trying to get you there. I didn't know you would open up so fully. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Now Thank let's you. end some not so serious factual question. Let's see how close you can get. Okay. Right. So the Office for National Statistics made a guess of how many South Africans there are in the UK as of 2020. One. One thing i didn't notice the last night the room was very white but before accusing you i look it up on the internet is it because the south african in the uk tend to be white to start with which was right that's why so i want you to guess how many south africans are living in a uk i'm gonna guess seventy thousand. Seventy thousand. all right even though it was an estimate the correct answer is two hundred twenty nine thousand.
0: <sighs> that makes me depressed on that no next time <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. Your tool should
0: be twice as long. I could do... (laughs) Five nights of the O2 were those numbers. Where are those South Africans?
1: I think there's a human smuggling business because in 2011, it was only 180 or 140. I can't remember. So, guys are growing wow. for whatever reason
0: it is. Jeez, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, well end- crime is growing so, in <laughs> South Africa. So, the more crime grows, the more population, South African populations everywhere else will grow. <laughs> I promise you that. Yeah,
1: because <laughs> Elon Musk ain't helping, isn't No, Elon <laughs> Musk is not helping us. Elon Musk All right. is leaving
0: us to our own devices.
1: we now I'm going to thank again my guest <laughs> today. There's a Scott Bezoiten. Bezoit- no. <laughs> I hope I don't adjust it. Thank you. And thank uh, you, have dude. a great show tonight. Thank you. I thank love you. Love you. Ciao.
0: Bye.